lot, isn't it? Hi everyone, we're back here with Jazz Bory, the amazing astrologer we had on Tuesday's episode. And today I'm getting my natal chart read. I'm very excited. Jazz has all my information. And I thought so some of you could see what it's like to actually get a reading. Um, we'll put it on the pod. And I felt like it was a bit narcissistic for me to do it on that episode. So, <laughs> so we've split it up in case people want to know. Um, hi, Jazz. Thanks for coming back. No worries. Thanks for having me back. And I'm so excited to dive into this today. This is like on one of my like goals person to read a chart for. So I'm excited. And um, <sighs> there's some juicy stuff. And as soon as I got your, your details and I was looking through everything and just kind of like, Obviously, seeing what I know and what you show and what's been on TV, I thought to myself, wow, like, it's so, there's a lot of, like, resonance there. Let's put it that way. I'm excited. Well, let's, let's get into it. Let's do it. Okay. Do your thing. So, so um, what I've done is I've just pulled a couple of bits out that um, I thought were really interesting. Um, usually, if I do a reading, I'm like, okay, like, what do you want guidance on? Like, what do you want to know about? Um, but I figure for the purpose of like this podcast and just kind of seeing like how the natal chart works, it'd be a really great way to just pull things out for me to be like, wow. And then obviously you live your life. I'm sure you could, you know, let us in a little bit deeper as well um, Mm -hmm. to what we find. So the first thing that I thought was really cool um, was the fact that you have what we call your son. So your sun sign and your descendant are what we call conjunct. Okay. So when we have a conjunction, it just means that those two things are really close together, means they're like chatting in this lifetime for you, right? Mm-hmm. So your descendant, because we all know about what, what our sun sign is, it's like who we are, it's our consciousness, all those things, but your descendant is who you are in relationships. And having a placement like that, to me straight away, really shows that being who you are and being able to consciously and um, even not necessarily move from a space of ego, but being able to just like be who you are is really important for you in relationships. Also, another thing that I thought of as well when I read that and I saw that, I was like, for you, being the center of that other person's universe or being the center of the relationship is actually what your soul has asked for in this lifetime. So being in a space where you can kind of shine in your relationships is really important for you. Um, And I guess I want to ask you, Abby, like, how has that been for you in your life? Obviously, we know a couple of things, but I just kind of wanted to ask a little bit more about that and see how that resonated with you. So, well, the first part for sure. So my best friend, Christabel, literally two days ago, we're having dinner and we're talking about like me in relationships. And she was saying, she was like, it's really... Like, it's really crazy how much, like, how much of yourself you are in relationships from the get-go. And, like, is that is that aligning? So she was, like, it's, she's, like, yeah. most people have, she's, like, most people, and she was explaining this to me and I was, like, so confused. She's saying most people have their, like, facade or their little, like, their best foot forward kind of thing and they show, like, that you know, they take the fine china. And then as things get down the line, they show their negative qualities. And she's like, but with you, you just show everything. She's like, everyone else is the tip of the iceberg, but you're just like 
a glass of water. Like you're just there and you, you are, you are exactly how you are in your real life in relationships. And that's why people sometimes think you're like very intense because I think I just tend to show them everything from the get go. And I don't even think about, I don't know why I would lie about that. When it comes to being the center, is it center of attention or is it like, what's, 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 what do you mean the center of the relationship? What do you mean? I want to say, I want to say this in like a really beautiful way of like, you deserve and should, and I mean, everyone deserves this, but for you having someone who kind of sees you as this like beautiful light, this, and in a non-toxic way, like the center of their universe, understanding Mm. that the sun, like nothing revolves, like we all revolve around the sun. The sun Mm. doesn't revolve around shit. It is the sun and we don't like, you know what I mean? Like it is there. And so when I look at that placement, I'm like, you're meant to be with somebody and even like within your relationships that aren't even romantic, even in your friendships and your one-on-one connections with people, Mm. being able to be completely who you are and be loved for that and be seen for that. And to be with somebody who is unafraid of your light. I know that sounds fucking cliche and shit, but like just people who are unafraid of you and are like into it because that's where you're going to thrive in the relationship. That's where you're going to be able to give and like be your most authentic self. Mm. I think there's a lot of tension right now, particularly in the past year um, with like my ex-boyfriend that we broke up in like uh, April and then like someone else that I was seeing and then, where they tell me, they're like, I don't understand what you do and I'm intimidated by what you do and I don't really get it. And you're very, you're always loud and you're always, you have so many friends and you're always doing this and you're always travelling and you've got this and this and this. And maybe that has to do with it because it ends up me just being like, well, like I'm not going to change, I'm not going to change who I am for you at all, so this is it, like suck it up. Like I had someone who had a sook about me mention them in the podcast and I was like, well, this is, lit- this is literally my job though. So like, you're going to have to accept it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But I just mean like, do you want any privacy? And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I, do, I don't, I don't. Yeah. So like, this, this is what it is. So does that relate to that? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've always had really shitty relationships where I've been like, kind of like negle- well, neglected. Yeah. Neglected. Or uh, it's been like the person thinks that I deserve, like if it isn't like a bad one, it's like we end up breaking up because they're like, I think you don't want to have this like life of like coming home and cooking dinner and, you know, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. And then I, go, I think that's that's the Gemini energy talking as well that doesn't want to do just like one thing because remembering like this is showing up in Gemini. So you being like here, there and everywhere, speaking your mind, wanting to communicate, wanting to investigate, wanting to understand everything within the relationship. If someone can't be down with that, um, you know, that's okay because it's probably a big part of like the lessons that you are to learn in this life. And that's like another part of a placement like this is like, doesn't always mean that that's just easy for you. It can be something that is constantly... Um, like a to and fro even in your life. Mm. But what I want you to know is that from like an empowering perspective and like looking at this chart and being like, hey, this is what like your soul has asked for this time around. Mm. Um, Finding that is, I mean, do you feel like that's something that you've desired to have that kind of like acceptance and just like someone to just be like, yeah, I get it. Go do you, boo. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, recently like 
I've been like kind of romantically, not involved, but like testing the waters of someone and it's for the first time I've ever had someone genuinely support me and be like, you're amazing at this. And it's 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 felt like very, very um, like earth shattering almost. And it's made me be like, well, this is why everyone else sucks because this person is like genuinely sees me as sees my my life and my success and my like loudness as an attractive thing and as like a oh my god you're so you it's so it's so fantastic not like you're so you can you tone it down a bit Mm. so that's that's been like that's been very that's been very very like I could cry thinking about it it's been like like life-changing having just someone in my life like even if we don't end up like being like even if we're just friends having some like a like a friend a male friend all my female friends are like this you know but I, I don't have very many male friends I think a male energy that's like very supportive unconditionally and even brainstorms ways to make me more so that mm. like calls me like I thought of this and I'm like no one's ever done that and then there's other people that I see who aren't like that I'm still kind of friends with and they just give me shit for what I do for work I think is a way to like level me out yeah and that's the kind of vibe that we want to be in because that's like what your what your chart is like loving that's what it Mm. wants um and like I said it's not always necessarily easy sometimes you know we it's actually something that we come up against quite a lot but it can be really beautiful when we see the other side of it and it sounds like that's kind of you know whether it works out with that guy or not it's just like it's it's available it's possible yeah and I want you to take notice of like how good that feels and maybe Mm. just write that as you know the next thing on the checklist that we that we want from you know our love of our life I think Mm -hmm. that that's really important and I'm sure through your experience it sounds like as well you've been able to see how like you said before like I could cry thinking about it it is something that is emotional because Mm. it's something that you've come up against so much and it actually is so deeply a desire that you crave and the reason why is because it's 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 dead set there in your chart wow life changing (laughs) so just go for that (laughs) so the um the second one that I have here is like another little conjunction um so you have Venus and Mercury conjunct in your chart as well and also happening in Gemini So the cool thing about this that I thought was beautiful and awesome is that Venus represents our values. Um, It represents like our core values. It also represents how we make our money, Um, which kind of actually maybe relates to what we were just talking about too, um, because it's all happening in like the same area of your chart. So they're all kind of talking, but these guys are having their own little conversation over here. So Venus is your is your, um, is your relationships. It's also your core values and it's how you earn your money. Um, and it's talking to, and it's having a conversation in your little soul to the part of your soul that rules communication, which is your Mercury. And the fact that you've been drawn to podcasting, the fact that, and especially as well, where it's happening, it's in happening in the house of like work, um, which is quite cool too. So the fact that you're really speaking from this space of like your values, And, you know, this podcast is, I I mean, the reason why I like, I don't even know if I've said this to you, but 
I truly feel like what you're doing here is like work. It's not just you talking on a podcast. It's it's much larger than that. I see that. Um, and I think because you're in your core values of what you truly believe and you're doing this from a space of communicating, like podcasting is very, very mercurial, we'll say, which is like mercury. So understanding that like, you're in a real alignment here. And I know you've had like amazing and beautiful success, you know, with the podcast. And I don't think that that is, um, I guess a coincidence or an accident because it's very much in alignment with, you know, what your soul's desiring. Mm -hmm. And I guess I want to like ask you, you know, with the process of the podcast and all those sorts of things, like, in comparison to maybe when you weren't speaking in your values and you weren't living in your values and you maybe weren't earning money the way that, mm. you know, was in alignment with how you actually believe and who you actually are and you weren't communicating that. Have you seen like that difference there? Obviously, but oh I'd love God, you to kind of talk about that. So, so, so much. I mean, the most, I always say the most satisfying thing that I do is the podcast. Um, it's the most work. It's the least amount of money, but it's my favorite thing of all the work that I do. Whenever people ask me what I do, I always say I'm a podcaster. I never, mm. I'm like, oh, I'm influenced. I have an advice column in the book now, but it's like, I am always like, I'm a podcaster. And I've always found it really easy to communicate to people about things and teachable things, particularly even about like sex and relationships like and feminism, always. Um, and but in my old job, I was in a nine to five with dickhead, sexist, racist, piece of shit men um, that I couldn't speak on anything, and it would it would make me cry every day because I wasn't allowed to speak about things that I cared about only to my girlfriends. Um, and, you know, we would have, like, a feminist book club that felt like it was literally, like, the, like, it literally, I mean, I, I had, like, I had a little cry afterwards and my friends were, like, we're allowed to speak about things we care about to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I think now I feel so much more fulfilment doing this. And, like, that may seem obvious, though, because it's, like, oh, of course you'd rather be a podcaster than being at a shitty nine-to-five, of course. But this is my favourite thing to do even solo episodes like just talking into a mic for two hours and cutting it down like it's Mm -hmm. it is it is really satisfying to do and it's exciting like I was saying to Danny today like when we record an episode in Sydney we were both just like it doesn't feel like work it feels like we could have that much fun going out to dinner or like going bowling or like going to the beach we'd have the same amount of fun but we get work out of it as well and it's 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 very exciting and, and satisfying Yeah. And I think the other thing as well, I wanted to say, I guess from like, to give you, I guess, a little bit of advice, if, if I could in, Mm. in moving forward, the one thing that when you're communicating or when you're figuring out, you know, the next move, whether it's a book or I'm sure you get bombarded with opportunities of things that you could do. I think coming from a space of like, will I be communicating my values in this? Because understanding that in order for you to make the most amount of money. And I don't say this from a space of like, I want you to get rich and like fuck everyone else. I'm just saying like, in order to have like financial success or financial security or feeling success and embodied in your values, communicating them is extremely important to you. And I guess on the flip side and vice versa, when you are communicating, if you're asked to communicate something that isn't in your values, I dare say it probably wouldn't, work out or wouldn't Mm -hmm. feel amazing and I wonder if there's been any times that you can maybe think of that 
you know, maybe it wasn't like, mm. maybe it was kind of out of alignment. You thought, oh no, this, this will be good or whatnot, but then it just didn't end up working out because it wasn't in alignment with your values. I mean, I tend to, I tend to turn down a lot of stuff. I've turned mm. down a lot of stuff, a lot of podcast ads, a lot of Instagram stuff because it doesn't really feel like it yeah, aligns properly or it's, or it's like it's trying to align, like it's trying to be feminist or it's trying to be and it just feels like a cheapened version of what I do. So I just tend to turn down. I don't actually do things that I don't really want to do um, or you know, like if there's a message behind them, I don't, I don't do it because I know that it will probably make me feel really uncomfortable. And that's so, really yeah. good. That's really mm. good self-awareness. And that's the reason why is because of that placement in your chart, mm. the, the way that you communicate and if it's not being done in value, then it's just a no go. And it's not going to be, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to be profitable. And it's, um, it's, it's cool that you've come to a space where you know that, and I'm sure it hasn't always been like that, right? Like we have to learn through the process, but um, yeah, always thinking about the values and how you communicate as like together as one is really like what the chart is saying. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So the next one I have is something that maybe you would not have heard of before. Um, You have an extraordinary amount of mutable energy in your chart. So <laughs> what, what that means is, is we all have these, like, just like we have like the elements. So we have like, you know, wind, a uh, wind, air, fire, <laughs> earth, water. We also have these things called modes, which are mm-hmm. cardinal, fixed and mutable. And mm-hmm. it's something that gets like, uh, looked over quite a lot. Um, you don't hear about it in, in horoscopes. You don't hear about it ever. Um, but it's cool because it kind of shows you how you work and how you show up. Um, mutable energy is very adaptable. So you're somebody who can, you are a chameleon. You have something like, I think you had like seven or eight planets that were mutable, which is a lot. Like not a lot Mm. of people have that many. They're usually kind of spread out. So you had like a lot of energy in mutable. And I think that whenever we have a lot of mutable energy, it really shows that you can kind of step into this space of being able to pick up anything, move here, do the thing. You can fix a problem and think um, outside the box in a way of like, okay, let's do this, 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 and this can do multiple things at once and it's not just from a space of like oh you're a Gemini and oh I can do heaps of things and I'm multifaceted it's from a space of like making sure that you're able to always adapt and you're able to move and you don't feel restricted and you don't feel as though you've been contained um because mutable energy wants to mutate it wants to flow it wants to move Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask you when it comes to that, when it comes to like understanding your adaptability, how does that resonate with you? Do you feel like you're like super adaptable? Do you feel like, I feel like it's your fucking superpower. Like that's how much mutable energy you have. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think, I think I find it really easy to, um, I guess be in different situations, like even if it's work or if it's different social situations where I can just walk in and kind of adapt to what's going on. Um, I actually did like a, like a breakdown, a couple of like, 
Not a breakdown. Um, I was drunk and I cried to my friend because I was like, and this is going to sound ridiculous to anyone listening, but it's a very strange thing to have. And I know if this relates to that, but I can cut it out if it doesn't. But I was like, it's like an imposter syndrome thing where I don't get why again it sounds so don't be crying at this I, I know I understand but I was crying so I was like I'm everyone that I meet in this industry is obsessed with me and I don't get it and I don't get what's going on I don't get what I'm doing I don't understand and it's like everyone from like radio hosts to like producers to cameramen to soundos to like even like people that I meet through friends of friends and I don't maybe I'm just subconsciously adapting to what they are requiring from me but I genuinely was like crying being like I don't get it and I'm scared it's just gonna go away because I don't know what I'm doing to make them all like me and everyone likes me so much I don't get it I don't get it which sounds ridiculous to cry being like every tv producer loves me like, <laughs> but, that no, but if you don't understand it then it can feel like if you it's don't fleeting yeah if you will if you feel like it's fleeting then yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like with someone with this amount of like mutable energy, which is totally that, right? You can show up into a space, provide what other people need, still be yourself, um, you know, tell the joke, make people cry, do the thing and, and, you know, see you later, all good. And that's like, that's, that is a superpower, right? Like it, it is, it's that Gemini energy, like heightened a thousand times. Gemini is a mutable energy in itself. So understanding that that is your superpower and I think for you coming to terms with that and and loving that because it is Mm. probably why you are so successful it's why people are drawn to you because people obviously from your experience you can see that people they just get it because Mm. you do have the ability to give people what they need and also still be in alignment at the same time and take astrology out of it. People love that shit. People love an authentic bitch. People love <laughs> when people are just like in their shit because everyone wants to be like that. That's what we're all trying to do. And, mm. you know, we don't always feel like that on the inside. Of course, we've all got problems. We've all got stuff, but mm. it is definitely your superpower. And to hear that story and know that you have a lot of mutable energy makes a lot, a lot of sense mm. because, um, and also makes sense as to why maybe it might be a little bit overwhelming too. I'm just thinking too, like if we have an abundance of something and we don't like harness it, we can kind of drown in it a little bit. And mm. so if you don't feel like you're in control of like that process, that may be why you felt a little bit emotional about it. And by the way, you should not feel bad about, about <laughs> how you felt about that, by the way. So mm. yeah. Well, I think as well, yeah, because it isn't that I'm, like, putting on a facade or, like, purposefully changing who I am around certain people. Like, I'm the exact same, I think, around, like, TV execs as I am around, like, the, per- the person at Coles, you know, that I, have a co- that I make friends with at Coles, like, or, like, my local, like, barista. Like, I'm the exact same person. But my friend was over the other night and I was recording a radio segment on Zoom and he was like, oh, you really put a, you really put a show on for that one? And I was like did I? Cause he was in the other room and he didn't hear them talking back. And I was like, I think I was just like, I was just being me, but like, like I was just trying to like make jokes, make people laugh. <laughs> and he was like, no, it is you, but it's, it's just, it's just, you just like so easily like 
he's like, it wasn't a bad thing, but you just so easily like change into like a radio personality and then you change out and then you podcast and then you write a certain way and you do. And I was like, I think he was being a bit rude, but I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here being like three, two, one, go. Like I'm like, it's just, yeah. I, I think maybe, I think of it as I see, okay, maybe people think I'm woo woo for this, but like I see people's energies and I'm like, I just bounce off that. Like if someone's in like a certain state of mind or like has a certain personality type, I just, I'm, I just find it easy to like bounce off that, not even consciously. I just get along with people easily, I guess. And I just feel like, yeah. I get what they need. But I'm not, I'm not sitting there thinking, like, what does this person want from me? That sounds manipulative. Yeah. No, no, of course not, right? But it, because mm. it's, that's your nature is to be able to mutate, to be able to. Um, mm. that's, this, is what, this is what it is, right? Yeah. You have this abundance of being able to do that. So it doesn't, it, well, not that it doesn't feel fake. It, it isn't. It's actually yeah. who you are. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the, the reason why people are maybe are intimidated by that and, um, you know, it, like it quite is... manipulative then because on The Bachelor there was that huge thing that I was manipulative and I didn't get it because I was like, to manipulate you have to be... I actually asked my therapist the other day, I said to her, like, do you think I'm manipulating people? And she was like, to manipulate you have to have intention. You have to know you're doing it. She's like, you can't just mm-hmm. sit there and unknowingly manipulate people in your life. And she's like, also, and if you were manipulating people, you would have... You'd be the person, because with my ex-boyfriend, she's like, you'd be the person who had a devoted boyfriend and you were cheating on them and you'd be the one winning. She's like, you're not mm-hmm. winning here. You've not won. Like, you're not winning anything. And I think that on The Bachelor, there was this thing where I was manipulative because these people, people that I didn't know and they didn't get how the crew could all love me and, and Matt could like me and then I was, like, a little bit different around them, but they still, I guess... Maybe they didn't like being around me, but like I could make everyone laugh, but of different situations. And I think I've been saying this for ages. I think that came down to them not understanding how I could be, how Matt could like me, but maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's that they didn't get how I could like be what Matt needed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's intimidating for people, right? If you have this ability and and think about it literally as a superpower, like not all the people have this in their chart, right? So if you have this ability to be able to have this person like you and this person like you and you can be here and be there and and have all these different relationships and and they can tell you're actually being authentic, then that strikes up some insecurities in other people. Mm-hmm. But what I want you to know and what your chart wants you to know is that that's not your problem. And just like your therapist said, in order to be manipulative, you must have intention. You like it. There's like, that's why there's like, you can't be a manipulative person without intention. You can mm. want to please, you can want to be polite. You can want to make mm. people laugh. That doesn't make you manipulative. That makes you, um, mutable. That makes mm-hmm. you adaptable. And that's not a lot of people have that. And, and that works in this world and people, you know, you're going to have success. I think in anything, even if you think of it as a job, right? Like you're going, the more skills that you have, the more things that you do, the more successful, or maybe the more employable you may be. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think that I can tell from your chart here that it, it does not come from a place of being manipulative at all mm-hmm. and even from you saying that you know you had an emotional reaction from being perceived that way because that isn't what's what your intention is at all mm-hmm. and so I think just yeah really understanding the like 
that's your superpower. And I think the more unapologetic that you can get with that, and that's what I hope that you gain from this. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. I picked this because I almost didn't pick it to yeah. talk about. Um, the more, um, more you can learn to love that, the more that you can use that to your advantage in a, in a way of like, obviously sincerity, of course, always, but in accept that about yourself. Um, yeah, the less that that's gonna, that you're going to give a shit. And yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like we all care, right? That's, that's totally normal and fine, but we don't want you to be sad because of yeah. who you are. <laughs> um, that's not okay. And, um, I understand that that's so much easier said than done, but I think that there is so much power in that. And that's probably where you've been able to gain success from. And I just don't think you should apologize for that. And I think it probably is a little bit of internalized misogyny once again. So I think so as per, as per, <laughs> as per um, usual. Are there any other elements you want to talk about or are we? Yeah. Last one. Okay. Last one. I've got oh one more God. for you. I'm loving this, so, I'm loving this sick. This, right. this is going to, um, this was probably the one I wanted to leave to lucky last because as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, this makes so much fucking sense just from the fact that, you know, you were on The Bachelor, that you, the, like the way it all unfolded, like everything, right. I know that, that that's been a real journey for you just because obviously I'm a listener and I, and I hear you and I understand Mm -hmm. that and I can empathize, but you have what we call Chiron and your midheaven conjunct. So I'm doing all these conjunctions because you have all these really powerful, powerful things, right? So Chiron is like our soul's wound. Okay. Mm. Um, Chiron is this wound that we bring in from another life, right? But it's like this really deep soul wound that maybe we can't even explain why we care about so much or why it affects us so deeply. Now, there's that, and that is sitting right at the most public point in your chart. So to me, and seeing the way that the media has like represented you in the past and all these sorts of things to really try to lay your wounds to bear in a very public way. Like I'm talking about if people see you on television, this is like the analogy that I use. If people were to see you on television, you're showing up in that mid heaven point. So right next to that, you have your soul's wound. So what I wanted to tell you and what I thought was so, and I, what I, I guess I invite you to maybe think about as like a new way of seeing things. And I'm not sure where you're at with, with your journey around that, but I wanted to say like, having that happen is part of you healing. Like having all of that be laid to bear is actually, and I'm not just saying like healing from a relationship or healing from an experience. I mean, healing from something really deep and like, I don't know about your experience that's happened privately or, or anything like that. And I don't expect you to open up about anything that you're uncomfortable about opening up about, But what I would say is, and what I want you to know is that however that made you feel, whatever emotions that you went through during that time, it's forced your healing and it's, that's the reason why. And, um, I think that that was so powerful to see that, you know, that's why it was so, it was so public, um, to have those kind of like wounds lay bare because in order to do that, like, I think as well, what I want to say too, that's kind of reminded me again is that I think that 
you going through that experience has actually helped a lot of people to have your soul's wound in the most public point in your chart. It really means that that wound is like in you healing that and doing and healing that publicly. It's actually like helping other people. It's actually also in like the house that represents your like legacy and your soul's work and your like dharma and like all the big things, right? Like what your soul's come here to do. So the fact that you have a wound there and I actually have the same, the same placement, um, Mm. in the same house. So, um, you know, the more that you can open up about your experience, the more that you can really wear your heart on your sleeve in a public way, that is how you heal the wound. And that's also how you help others heal theirs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wow, I'm getting a bit emotional. That's, <laughs> I didn't want yeah. to make you emotional, but no, I wanted you no, to know no, that. No, 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 totally. No, that, that makes a heart, that makes a lot, a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I don't, you don't awful. need to hope. Yeah, it's you don't true. need to hope. It's the truth, yeah. No, seriously, like, this is just like, I'm just reading the chart here. And mm. when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's nice. Mm. Because when I, like, as a viewer, as somebody who um, ingests your content, um, you know, I definitely found it like, I don't want to say this and I want to say this in the best way that I can. I don't mean that anyone should ever take comfort in your pain, mm. but people probably have because they've mm. maybe felt the same thing and mm. they've gone, okay, look, there's this person who's going through maybe something worse than me or the same thing as me or mm. anything like that. And so I think to transmute this in a very healthy way is, you know, even with the podcast that you did with ex-boyfriend that I love, like, mm. un- like revealing all that, doing something like that, that's very much the placement. And it's sad that we weren't able to hear the rest, but I I think that, you you know, just even the process is still good. Wow, babe, you've truly, oh my God, you've truly opened my eyes so much. I feel like this has been so, I know you've just, like I said at the start of the last episode, I'm like, look, even if I don't think it's bullshit, if, if you think it's bullshit, I now am like, I feel like confirmed that I'm like on the right path. That's all that I want to do, hon. That's it. I feel better. I feel lighter. I feel like you've seen me, you know, like you're a stranger. Like, yeah, I've got this public profile, but you know, like, like I said, said, I said that to you too. And we first connected, I was like, I don't like, I know what I've seen. I know what you've shown, but like, I don't know you. And you know, at the end of the day, like, it was even like when we first connected, I was like, I need your sun, moon, and rising because it's got to be some Leo energy. What I was actually seeing was that mutable energy, was yeah. that like ability to kind of just like be in that mood and be there and adapt and all that sort of stuff. That is, that's what I was seeing. So oh, I think crazy. that like, you know, I've loved being able to do this for you and, and um, yeah, I just hope that you feel, I love that you feel good and that you feel affirmed. Um, I'm an empowerment astrologer at the end of the day. So that's, that's what I'm aiming for. So I'm glad that you feel like that. Well, if anyone wants to get um, their chart read by Jazz, Jazz, where can everyone find you and where can they book? 
So you can just go straight to my website. Um, I do astrology readings. Um, I also do tarot readings as well. Um, so if you want to book those, you can. Uh, my website is JB, just my initials, and house, H-A-U-S dot com. Um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Um, if you're loving astrology, I have like free masterclasses. I have, free, I have heaps of free stuff there. So you can go and just check that out. And um, obviously get at me on Instagram um, if you guys would like. It's um, at Jazzbori. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing. I'm so lucky to have you on. I'm glad we had a little cosmic <laughs> meeting. Thank Destiny. you so much. And um, yeah, this has been beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Gorge. Oh, 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 oh